0: God bless you. you. And
1: you are so well. Thank you. Now we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we are grateful to Thee tonight for this privilege that we have to stand before Thee and to minister to these Thy dear children in the name of our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ, Thy child. And we pray tonight that a special blessing will rest upon everyone that's present. And we would remember those who would love to be here tonight, but could not because of afflictions and in the hospitals and shut-ins. We pray that you will bless them, Father. May this be the time of their deliverance also. We pray that you will hallow this place for your glory. Get glory out of all we do or say, and we'll commit all things to thee. For we ask that in Jesus' name, amen. Be seated. Good evening, friends. It's a privilege to be back in this lovely big city of Chicago again tonight to begin a campaign of eight days' service for our Lord. And I am trusting to Him that He will strangely stir every heart so we'll have a real old-fashioned revival, as we call it. And may many people get saved during this meeting, and many be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then may the sick and the afflicted be ministered to in such a way that faith will take a hold everywhere, and many poor, sick, suffering mortals be made well during the time of this meeting. And we are certainly happy to be with Brother Joseph Bose. Again, and with his staff and workers, and with all you, our friends, around in Chicago and the vicinity, and may the Lord richly bless you. Is my prayer. This is the prayer, perhaps for the next year or two. The closing and the the meetings of this type. I'm going overseas right away. I'm very. I was walking across here just a few moments ago, kind of tiptoeing. In order to go overseas, they won't let you board the planes without you have a sufficient amount of inoculation. I tried to reason with them and tell them I didn't need it, but they wouldn't listen to me. <laughs> they, so the Bible said, Give Caesar what's Caesar's, God what's God's. And I had to take a great bunch of shots, and my arms are all swollen up, and I, 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 I wish we didn't have to take them, but we all have to do it. I remember the last time I tried to get— away without taking that yellow fever shot so I went right to the airport and they made me stay over and take it anyhow. Then they told me I couldn't land in Africa unless it would be 10 days after the shot, but the Lord gave me favor with the medical association. And the second morning I arrived one night and the next morning they called me to have breakfast with them. So they told me you thought it'd be all right, so I thanked them and they were very nice. and I. Didn't have to wait 10 days before starting ministering. We started the very same night we landed, and the Lord did do great things. And I am trusting and know that in India this time will be the greatest meeting that the Lord has ever let me minister in all my life for this time. And I have the vision wrote out here, I believe, which most of the people have wrote in your own Bible. you can see whether it will be that way or not after it's over. And if it's not that way, then you can say, I didn't speak to the Lord, or He didn't speak to me, rather. But if it does, then you remember that that He talked with me. And I am so happy tonight to know that uh, Jesus has not forsaken the people in this great day that we're living, under this great strain that we're all under today, yet our Lord has not left us. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will pray the Father, and he will give you another Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, and he will abide with you forever, even the Spirit of Truth, who the world cannot receive. I am very thankful that this Spirit of Truth was to be with us to the end, and that Spirit of Truth is none other but the Lord Jesus himself in spiritual time. Or he said, A little while, and the world seeth me no more, yet you shall see me. For I'll be with you, even in you, to the end of the world. And that means tonight. And wherever we are, we have the comforting words of knowing that Jesus will be with us. To many of you people here who go to little churches, no matter how small the church is, Jesus said, if even two or three were gathered together in his name, he'd be with them. What a comforting words it is to know no matter how small our little congregation is, yet the Lord Jesus is with us. And we're happy for that. And now, I as a speaker, I'm not much of a speaker. Brother uh, Joseph does the speaking here, and I think Brother Moore will be here tomorrow sometime. Brother uh, Jack Moore, Reverend Moore, from Shreveport, Louisiana, will be with us. And tomorrow afternoon, the Lord willing, I want to give a a lecture, a talk here. uh, At 2 o'clock, is it Brother Joseph? 2.30 tomorrow afternoon on the What Causes Sickness and the Remedy Bar. That's the instruction meeting, Therefore we try to give out prayer cards to those who come here, those instruction services. And at night time we carry a few over so we can have a little time to, to minister the prayer cards to the ones who comes in as the emergencies. During the time of the services, we can't minister in this manner to everyone at one time. We. Give prayer cards. Now, there we call, and every day we give out fresh and new prayer cards, which gives everybody an opportunity to come be prayed for. And we do that and have been running the services that way. After returning from overseas, the Lord willing, I am going to try to figure out some way to keep from having to give prayer cards out to keep the people lined up, if the Lord willing. And so I said it would be a change of my meetings after I come back from overseas. And now, I pray that his blessings rest upon all of you. And now I wish to open his word just a few moments and read a portion out of this word. After all, his words is the eternal ones. My words is like other man's words. They fail. But these words are God's. And now over in the 12th chapter of St. John and the 20th, 21st and 22nd verses, we read these words. And... There were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship at the feast. The same came before Philip, which was of Bethesda of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would see Jesus. Philip cometh and telleth Andrew, and again Andrew telleth Jesus. May he add his blessings to the reading of the word. Tonight, I would like to use this as a subject, Ben. it's the first night of the service. Now, tomorrow night, if God willing, I wish to take just some teachings of some parts of the scripture and teach on it a few moments. I'd like to give you, Ben, it's the beginning of the service, an outline of what, uh, what the services are and how... Th- we try to conduct them, the best of our knowledge, for the glory of our Lord Jesus. And that is, the my main theme, and always has been my campaign theme, is found in Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I believe what he was. Yesterday, he is today and will be forever. And I believe that's the teaching of the Word. And now, the subject tonight is to see Jesus. I believe that every person come here tonight with good intentions. And I believe that your intentions is to know something of the Lord Jesus. You would not have come out here if you had a a mind of the world. You'd probably be over here and... Where they were having worldly pleasures of some sort, bathing on the beach, or out in the museum, or the parks, or somewhere—all those kind of things. But you come tonight merely because you wanted to know what this was all about. Maybe you are a renowned Christian, and every Christian person person longs to know more about the Lord Jesus. Don't you believe that? And I believe that there was one thing that every person in here would long to see tonight, would know were truly to see the Lord Jesus appear here at the platform or somewhere in person. And that's our great anticipation of waiting his coming. Someday he will return, and we will see him. Until that time, he's with us in a spirit form, and he only has hands as we yield our hands. He only has eyes as we yield our eyes, a voice as we yield our voice to him, and we become a complete yielded vessel, then the Holy Spirit speaks through us. This microphone here, it's a mute unless there's a voice here to go through it. And that's the way we are, the Church is. The Church is a complete mute unless it is subject to the Spirit of God to let the Spirit speak through the Church as God will. And then it becomes a voice to the world. As long as it's, it's an outlet, the Church is the outlet of the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ to the peoples of the world. Now if there would be any persons in here, anyone, that would say, how many in here would like to see the Lord Jesus, let's see your hands. just around, everyone, everyone would like to see. Now. I have my hand up too. I would love to see him. And I believe tonight, now why can't we see him? That's the next thing. Now he promised that he wouldn't hide himself from us, that he would reveal himself to us and come to us and be with us and in us, and he would be the same in his church that he was when he was in flesh, and he would continue that way until... He came again in flesh. Is that his promise? We all know that to be true. The Bible says this, our Lord Jesus, uh, before going away, he said, A little while, and the world will see me no more. Now, that's the world. The world there means the, not the world, it's the world order, not the the world earth. It's the world order, the peoples. A little while, and the world will see me no more. Yet ye... Now he was talking to a ye, not just to them individuals, because watch, see, yet ye shall see me, you will see me, for he promised he'd be with us, even in us, until the end of the world. Is that right? Now there's going to be somebody that's going to be on the side of the, the ye's. Ye shall see me, for I'll be with you. There's going to be a side of the world who doesn't desire to see him. They did Well, for curiosity, they'd like to see him, but otherwise, just merely to pay the price and become a Christian, well, that's different. Now, the yees that's here tonight may be privileged to see the Lord Jesus Christ, the persons that's the yees, and I pray that every one of you are yees tonight. Now, this Greeks that came to Jesus was a desirous bunch of people, which is perhaps here, where there's many Greeks in Chicago, there's many Greeks probably present now. Well, these were your fathers that came, and the Bible said the Greeks seek wisdom, and the Jews seek signs. Well, now the Greeks still seek wisdom, and the Jews seek signs. But Paul said, "We preach Christ crucified to the Jew, to the Greek foolishness, to the Jewish stumbling block, but to them that believe, everlasting life." Now. We are going to try to give this in the the form, the best that we know how to do. And I, I want you to notice as we try to bring this. Now, the Greek then, he didn't want to see Jesus' wisdom. He only wanted to see Jesus. He said, sirs, we would see Jesus. Not know his wisdom, though he knew he was possessed with wisdom, but they wanted to see Jesus. Now, that was the main thing. Uh, Their desire was that they could see the Lord Jesus. And then they told Philip. Philip went and told Andrew, and they went and told Jesus that these Jews was desiring him. Now, that's the desire of the heart here tonight. As I asked you how many would like to see Jesus, everyone raised their hand as far as I could see. If they would like to see Jesus. Now, that's only the human side. Everyone, all ages, has wanted to see God. Job, the oldest book in the Bible, he said, if I, in other words, put it in a farm so the children would even understand here, if I only knew where he lived and I could go up and knock on his door or something on that matter and have a conversation with him. And God told Job, now gird yourself up, gird up your loins, for I'm going to speak to you. And God came down in a form of a whirlwind and said, where was you, Job, when I laid the foundations of the world and so forth? He spoke directly to Job because he, he believed Job, and Job believed God, and God said his servant was a perfect man. There was nothing wrong with Job because he believed in his God, and so that's the way it is tonight. Those who desire to see God must come with a perfect heart, with all strange feelings set aside, with all malice towards their neighbor set aside. With all malice towards other churches and other individuals and forms of worship, you must come with that perfect heart. Could I see you, Lord Jesus? Now, I'm going to take all my superstitions away, and I am going to seek tonight to see the Lord Jesus. Now, I hope that's your intention, every one of you. And I believe that if you come with that kind of an intention, that God is under obligation to reveal himself to you. Don't you believe that? That God is under obligation to reveal himself to you here tonight. Now, it wouldn't be any strange thing to people if we talked about the Lord Jesus after his promise said that he would reveal himself to us. Couldn't we see him? Someone said not long ago, a little boy, he was away to a school, and he asked this preacher, he said. Could uh, anybody see God? And the little, the preacher said, why no one could see God. Said the Bible says that no one can see God and live. And then another one, he went to his Sunday school teacher. And his Sunday school teacher said, why certainly not, Sonny. No one could see God and live. And everyone discouraged him, telling him that no one could see God one day while he was down on the river he was with an old fisherman and the old fisherman was pulling his boat and was weeping because he's looking at a rainbow he said sir can anyone see God the old fisherman was so full of God until he said Sonny all I've seen in the past 35 years has been God." now if we become so filled with God and so immune from the things of the world We can see God in every act and every move of life. Don't you believe that? If we set aside all the things of the world, sometimes we come to church, for instance, to a meeting like this, say, now I'm going down there. I don't believe in no such stuff as that. I don't believe it. And I'm going down there because I'm going to prove to myself there's nothing to it. Well, that's just the way you'll return the same way. You'll say, well, because Satan will show you many things that there is and he'll tell you there's nothing to it but now if you go with the intention to find God or to know of God God will reveal himself to you yes. because he's under obligation that's to do right. so. Yes. that's exactly right yes. and he will do it now if you if you come with that intention tonight let's find out who Jesus of Nazareth is and if we find out what he was in the days gone by well, we will know what he is today. Is that right? Yes. If we, if we know what he was in the days that was, we know what he will be today. Now, if we could imagine us seeing him in that day and somebody described him to us and said he was a tall man or a thin man or a heavy man or whatever it was, we would be looking for that type of man. Yes. The Bible doesn't say what statue he was. He said there was no beauty of him that we should desire him. I suppose he wasn't a great, big, handsome, tall man, because the Scripture said there's no beauty that we should desire him. Well then, if the Scripture says that, we couldn't look for that type of man. But the Scripture doesn't exactly give his statue, but the Scripture does reveal him what he is in his power and in his, his uh, manifestation, what he is. Now, if we can read in the scripture and find what he was then, well, we know what he is now. Is that right? Yes. Whatever he was then, he is yet tonight. For the scripture says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Is yes. that right?
0: right?
1: Now, if we can find that type of a person, then we have found the Lord Jesus Christ working in that person. Now, Jesus did not come out and before the people with a big brag and a boast and he was bring me this and bring me that and i'll show you what i can do with it jesus wasn't that type of person he gave give all praise to almighty god yes. he said the son can do nothing in himself but what he sees the father doing he never gave one boast of what he could do and frankly he went so much as to say this that he did not do one thing until first god showed him what to do now he was a humble man, a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief, and we watched him in his work. Now we have seen when his ministry first started out, he become very successful in praying for the sick. Many works begin to accompany his ministry. We find that in this, he now and then done a great, remarkable something that caused a whole multitude to wonder. And there was many times people come to him, and they uh, they wasn't ministered to. Him. There was many times that people come to him uh, seeking for curiosity, and he just told them their curiosity is, in other words, is getting the best of them and let them go. The Jews come, so now do a sign for us. And Herod said, bring him over here and let me see him do a sign. Satan met him, and the first thing Satan met uh, when he met Jesus in St. Matthew, the fourth chapter, he said, If thou be the Son of God, if thou be the question mark on God's word, If thou be the Son of God, let me see you do an open miracle here before me. I hear you do these things over here and over here. That's the same kind of spirit was in the people, as his own country, Galilee. And many, they said, we've heard you do these things in Capernaum, and we've heard you've done it over here. Now let's see you do it here. And Jesus marveled, and he could do no mighty works because of their unbelief. Is that right? He was marveled at it. Then he said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country. And we see Satan then saying, Now, if you be the Son of God, let's see you do a miracle for me now. I'll give you something to do, and if you'll do it, I'll believe you're the Son of God in so many words. Now, here, you're hungry. You turn these stones into bread. Nothing bad about it. You make them bread and eat. Sit down there and eat and turn them stones into bread, and I'll believe you. Why, Jesus could have done that, I believe. But he said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. He just found out, Satan did, that he wasn't meeting Moses that time. He said, It's written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So Satan said, Now, that's a Bible scholar. He knows where he's standing, so I'd better give him some scripture. So he took him up on top of the pinnacle of the temple, said so now look, I'm going to quote the scripture to you correctly. It is written, he'll give the angel charge concerning thee, that any time the dash put against stone he'll bear thee up. So now that's scripture. Yeah. So now you just jump off of here and just before you get to the ground, just come right back up like that, and I'll believe you're the Son of God. Alright, Jesus said, Yes, that's written, sure enough. But it's also written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. See? So he found out that he had met a little more of a student than he was. And so uh, finally he take him on the pinnacle of the temple and out onto the mountain and tried to tempt him in every way through the Word, but Jesus would not clown for Satan. And he doesn't yet. Jesus doesn't heal to satisfy the curiosity of unbelievers. Jesus only heals to glorify his Father. That's all. And we'd find him that type of person today. If you'd bring somebody to Jesus and say, Say, let me see you make this crippled man walk, and I'll believe you are the Son of God. He'd say, Get behind me, Satan. Yes. That would be the word. Get behind me, Satan. And then when you hear somebody with that type of curiosity, saying, Let me see him make this person well, and I'll believe it. You just realize what kind of a spirit they got. See, that's the same spirit that was back there. That's the same spirit with all them Jews that said, now, if you're the Son of God, tack on this cross here, tear your hands loose. In other words, come down. We'll believe that you're the Son of God. See that same spirit working? See it working through modern, modernistic uh, theology today? See it working through what's called Christianity today? If you do this, let me see him make this blind man see Now, if you'll notice, Jesus wasn't that type of person to satisfy the curiosity of the people that come to hear him. Jesus plainly said one day when he walked through the Pool of Bethesda, or by the Pool of Bethesda, I'm quoting from St. John, the fifth chapter. He walked by the Pool of Bethesda were great multitudes. Now I may be wrong in my understanding, but I'm told the scholars it takes 2,000 people to make one multitude. And that would, uh, it was multitude. So you can imagine two or three times as many people that's in here tonight laying there, lame, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And Jesus, the Son of God, God Emmanuel, the manifestation of Jehovah in human flesh, walking here on earth, yeah. God in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Yeah. Walking right through that bunch of sick people and them screaming and begging and and. Many times writers have told us that they stabbed one another trying to get into the pool ahead of the other. And such a suffering, longing, desire to get into that pool to be healed for just heal one at a time. Maybe they had to wait another month before they had another one healed. But trying to get into this pool, this mighty mess of suffering there, and Jesus walking right through that crowd of people, lame, halt, blind, and withered, that's our lovely Lord. Yes. Full of compassion. Yes. Walk right through those blind people, those sick people, those screaming people, those lame people, those halt people, those lame people, all those twisted and afflicted and blind, suffering bunch of humanity laying there, half starved to death, naked, waiting for that and full of mercy and compassion, yeah. walked right through every one of them and walked over to a man laying on a pallet that had some kind of an infirmity, it had had it 38 years perhaps sugar diabetes or tubercular it was retarded, walked over to that man and said, now watch, Here's where he had to watch the scripture, Jesus knew that man was there yes. and knew that he had been in that condition 38 years and he made him well and went on about his business and left all them thousands laying there, lame, hawk, blind, withered. Now, let's take that being Chicago tonight and say, sitting along here would be a whole, maybe 20 or 30 or 40 wheelchair. And some critic would come in the meeting and say, look, let me see those people who believe that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and forever, and they claim that Congressman Upshaw and all these people have been healed, and we've heard all these testimonies, of lame halting, short legs made long, the dead raised up, and the doctor's statements of it and so forth like that, let me see them walk down and make them well. Now, that would be the same spirit was on them people in that day. They want to know the same thing. How could this man walk by there full of love, full of compassion, and leave all those people lay there? Now, Jesus answers them in St. John, 5th chapter, 19th verse. Listen. He said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing, that doeth the Son likewise. Is that right? If that were Jesus yesterday, that's Jesus today. You do nothing except God shows first what to do. Yeah. Now Jesus plainly said he did nothing except the Father showed him. Now there was a blind man one time sitting at the gates of Jericho calling out and screaming for mercy. The throngs of people, some of them cursing him and some of them making fun of him and some of them booing him and some of them cheering him and as they passed by this gate. And this poor blind beggar, as he tried to get to keep still with there, said, he couldn't hear you. Going way out there right through the roads, which is a, quite a distance down that road, Jesus heading towards Calvary, his face fixed on Calvary, his crucifixion laid just before him. And here he's walking up this road, this poor blind beggar against the wall, pressed back by the people. But he's crying, Jesus, have mercy on me, have mercy on me, and crying for mercy. Now, it wasn't the voice of the beggar that stopped Jesus in his tracks. It was the faith of the beggar that stopped Jesus in his tracks. He stopped, looked around to his audience. So what would I do for you? What would you, I do for you? He threw aside his garments and said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. He said, Thy faith has saved thee. Not I have healed you. Thy faith, in other words, enough faith in God to pull out of Jesus Christ or stop him yeah. in his budge to Calvary, with the burdens of all human beings, every death that ever died in the world or ever would rested upon his decision at Calvary, and those things depressing in his mind. And leading in front of the multitude and them, mocking, making fun of him and everything, and the priests hollering at him and scarring him, him walking right on down that same road that Elijah and Elisha come down together with their arms around one another, the same road that Joshua led the children of Israel years before up them old stones there as they marched around Jericho and shouted, and the walls fell. That same old Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was going to Calvary immediately to be crucified, and the faith of a blind beggar stopped him in his tracks. He turned, looked around, said, so What would you that I would do for you that I might receive Messiah?" He said, Thy faith yeah, is sufficient. Yeah. And I can see the blind beggar standing there and say, Oh, he told me. He told me. He don't know me. And my faith stopped him out there in the road. I can see the multitudes going on making fun as he walked on down the road, he said, I I know I'll get myself after a while he to see. His eyes come open. Here everyone he following him down the road and singing his praises to the top of his voice. That was Jesus yesterday. That's Jesus today. A woman once slipped up and said in her heart, I can't speak to him. I'm not worthy. But if I could only touch his garment, I believe I be made whole. And she slipped through the crowd and touched the hem of his garment, put back all in all the multitude and stand out there. Her faith touched Jesus. He stopped, looked around, over his audience. She seeing she could not be hid. He said, Daughter, be of a good cheer. Yeah. Thy faith has saved thee. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was Jesus yesterday. When his multitudes, in the midst of the multitudes, could pull the blessings of God, the witness of God, the desire of God from the heart of the Son of God. Yes. And Jesus said, the things that I do shall you also. Is that right? Now, we see a man coming up one time, a little curious, and his name is Philip. Or Nathaniel, it was. Philip went and found him under a tree praying, and he came walking up, standing in the audience. Jesus saw him coming, looked at him as he walked up. He said, "There's an Israelite in whom there's no God." The Pharisees, standing on one side, said, "He's the now. He's a fortune teller. See, he's the prince of the devil. See, he's a fortune teller." He said, "There's an Israelite in whom there's no God." And this Israelite, a true man, turned around and said, How'd you know me, Rabbi? He said, Before Philip called you when you were under the tree, I saw you. That wasn't the attitude for the for this man, Nathaniel, to call him the Elzebub. He fell at his feet and said, Thou art the Son of God. Oh, Thou art the King of Israel. There was a the woman at the well. One day, while Jesus sent his disciples away to buy victuals, and while they were away buying vittles, it was strange enough, but Jesus was going to Jericho, and he was going around roundabout way. He went up for the way of Samaria, for it was needed, and he went by Samaria. I wonder why. I wonder why he went up to Samaria, sent his disciples away, and was sitting there when a woman came out. Jesus said, I'll do nothing till the Father shows me. I believe God had showed him to go up there. Don't you believe that? And he sat there. The woman come up. Now, Jesus knew. He was positionally where the Father wanted him. But what about this woman now? Now, we're going to see Jesus of yesterday. She comes up to get a, some water. And the Spirit witnessed to Jesus that that was the woman. So he says, um, bring me a drink. And she said, well, it's not customary for you Jews to have anything to do with we Samaritans. He said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. And she said, the well's deep. The conversation went on until Jesus caught her spirit. And he said, go get your husband. She said, I have none. He said, that's right. You've got five. And the one you have now is not your husband. Why? She said, I perceive that you're a prophet. She goes into the city and tells the man, come see a man that told me everything I did. Isn't this the Christ? That was Jesus of yesterday. That's Jesus of today. That's the same Jesus. Jesus said, these things that I do, shall you. Here come a man up one time, a rough-looking fisherman, who probably had a lot of grit, you can tell by his writings, or he couldn't sign his own name, he was an illiterate person. His name was Simon Peter. And he came up into the meeting after Jesus had been barred his boat or so forth, he came in, and he said, Thy, thy name is Simon, but from hereafter you will be called Peter, which means little stone. How did he know his name? That was Jesus of yesterday, and that's the Jesus of today. What a difference Jesus was in the church of that day than what he is of the church of Today. He taught them as one with an authority that knew what he was talking about. We speak today as if, well, I just don't know whether it's so or not. I read here that the heal is sick, but I just don't know whether it's right or not. Not Jesus. He knew where he was standing. Yes. He knew what his authority. He knew that God would keep his word. Yes. He said to them, destroy this tabernacle, or this, destroy this temple, and I'll raise it up in three days. He was speaking of his body, knowing that one scripture in the Bible, one scripture had reference to that, and David, a prophet, said so. David said, I see the Lord always before my face, I shall not be moved, more my flesh shall rest in hope. For he will not leave my soul in hell, neither will he suffer his Holy One to see corruption. Jesus, knowing that the human body started corrupting within 72 hours—now there, Christians, is where sometimes you wonder why he died on Friday afternoon—they say three days and nights—he died on Friday afternoon and rose up on Saturday morning. Jesus knew that within three days and nights, the cells would break in his body. He'd go to swelling. But David, oh, my, I, I wished I somehow that I could place this in the heart of the people. Right here again. Jesus knows that the word of God could not fail. It can't fail.
0: That's right.
1: David. Jesus said, you destroy this body, within in three days I'll raise it up again. For one scripture in the Bible had said that I'll not leave his soul in hell, which he ascended to hell with our sin when he died, neither will I suffer my Holy One to see corruption. And Jesus knew sometime within them three days and nights that God would raise him up again. And he died and wasn't afraid to take God at his word, saying that in three days and nights I'll rise again. Oh, if we tonight, when some six hundred and better, promises of divine healing in the Bible yes. and we're afraid to trust that 600 and something for our healing yes. that was Jesus yesterday that's Jesus today that takes God at his word he stood in his audience he knew perceived their thoughts is that right yes. he perceived their thoughts not Christians many times and especially in America my ministry has been misjudged that's why I am told of the Holy Spirit after ten years around the world. I am confining my ministry to preaching and then just asking prayer for the sake. In America, overseas, it'll be different. When overseas, when the manifestation of the Holy Spirit was made and a sermon or words like unto this was preached to the people, 30,000 came to Jesus in one altar call yes. of heathens. And many of those are bringing thousands a week to Christ in Africa now that don't even know which is right and left hand. That's how the gospel is going to all the world. The gospel is a demonstration of power of the Holy Spirit or demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, if Jesus that was yesterday is today, then if he has risen from the dead, do you believe as Christian believers That is this a little mythical story written in here? Or is this the truth? Now, it is either the truth or it's a lie. Now, you just can't play with it. Now, you accept it as truth or throw it away and say it's a lie. For me, it's every word the truth. Every word of it. And I'm not afraid that challenge any word or anything contrary to it for it is the word of the living God and it shall never fail or pass away every word shall be fulfilled if this is the truth if Jesus then has risen from the dead saying that a little while the world seeth me no more yet you'll see me I'll be with you even in you to the end of the world The writer turns around and says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Then if the Lord Jesus Christ in this last day comes and manifests himself in the same manner that he was here in this book, the same Lord Jesus, do the same things through the same power, through the same manifestation, will you accept him as Messiah and Savior? Lord, grant it to you, my Christian friends. Oh, Chicago, Chicago, how many times you've been offered revivals? You haven't had a revival since Moody was here, a sweeping revival. I pray God this to be the beginning of another Moody revival, only many times more powerful, that would sweep Chicago. And you, the people here tonight, if our dear Lord Jesus will come and manifest Himself as I believe that He will, you are responsible and for Chicago from tonight henceforth as individuals. After you have seen and know and examined His words, not through some great enchanting words, but through simplicity of the naked Word itself brought before you. Yes. Now, to break the superstition, to beat the enemy to the place, when you see manifestations of His power made known, then some of you go away and say, Well, it's uh, of the devil. Do you realize that you're blaspheming the Holy Ghost?
0: That's right. Amen.
1: Do you realize that there's never forgiveness for that in this world or the world to come?
0: That's right.
1: And the Bible said in Hebrews, the 10th chapter He that sins willfully. After receiving the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. Hebrews ten forty seven, I believe it is. There remaineth. He that sins willfully. What is sin? Sin is unbelief. Yes. There's no other answer for sin. Drinking, smoking, gambling, doing evil things, that isn't sin. That's the attributes of unbelief. You do that because you're an unbeliever. If you was a believer, you would not do those things. It bears the fruits of joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, patience, holiness. That's the fruits of the spirit. But the fruits of the evil spirit is doubt. He that believeth not is condemned already. Then if the truth comes to you in such a way that you have a knowledge of it and then refuse to receive it, There remains no more sacrifice for your sins, but a fearful looking towards the judgment. God have mercy that there'll not be one person like that in this audience tonight, or nowhere else in the world would be my prayer. Do you realize that in the last days when this duel of the spirits come? I wasn't going to say this, but the Holy Spirit's pressing it on me now. Do you realize that the Bible teaches? That in the last days, when the two spirits has the showdown, that will not be through some doctrine of churches or something?
0: No.
1: The Bible said the two spirits would be so close to deceive the very if possible. Did you realize that it was taught that as Jambres and Jambes withstood Moses, so did these men reprobates concerning the faith? Yeah. How if they try to withstand the Spirit of God in the last days? Yes. We're living in that day. Yes. Now, here was a sign. God told Moses to perform healing down in Egypt. They could do all kinds of enchantments. The magicians could. They could take their, uh, uh, Moses would call for fleas, they could call for fleas. Moses would call for lice, they'd call for lice. Moses would called for one thing; they'd call for the same thing, but they couldn't take it away. They could pronounce a curse, but they couldn't take away a curse.
0: That's right.
1: When he called for balls, they broke out in them, yes. and they couldn't heal themselves. Do you see the mark of God is divine healing?
0: Yes.
1: The first thing God had first ever appeared in was, "I'm the Lord that healeth thee." Taking away all the sicknesses and things from them, Jehovah Jireh, or Jehovah Raphai rather, Jehovah Jireh was provided sacrifice, and Raphai was the Lord that healed thee. God is a healer; Satan cannot heal. And when you see signs and wonders, and something another accompanied in the spiritual realm, like perceiving thoughts of the people quickly, the unregenerated heart says spiritually. But when you see the sign following that Spirit of healing and blessings of God, you realize that it's coming from God. Don't misjudge it. Judge God rightly. And may the Lord Jesus tonight appear in this auditorium, and the resurrected power of his being. And if I have found grace in his sight, only through mercy, through grace nothing worthy, very unworthy, I submit myself to him tonight for this service now and the service that is to follow. And if he can get any glory out of this unworthy person, as I yield myself to him for his service, may he do so tonight. And I pray that every heart in your will be so submissive to him that he will get glory out of you. And let this be known, that let every person, wherever you can, go get the sick and afflicted and bring it in for this closing healing service in Chicago. I'll have one more in California and one in New York which will close these services until the Lord reveals something different. Now, while the water is troubled, let's step in. Now, I asked you in the beginning of this talk that if you would like to see Jesus, I've tried to explain to you what he was in that day. And I've told you in the scripture, verifies the same, that he is risen from the dead. Now, if he's the same and is risen from the dead, living in his church, and he said, These things that I do, shall you do also. Is that right? Because he was going to the Father. In other words, he said, I came from God, I go to God. Jesus was none other than Jehovah God. He was God the Father, revealed in human flesh as the Son of God to take sin out of the world. He was Almighty God. God dwelt in him like the Holy Spirit dwells in us today, and the Son of God was submissive to the Father. And a servant of God today is submissive to the Father. Is that right? Yes. And then, now, if Jesus said himself, he did nothing. Now, St. John 5, again, 19... Verily, really, verily, really, I stand to you. The Son can do nothing in Himself but what the Father shows That's Him. Right. Yeah. Then Jesus did no miracles until first God gave Him a vision of what to do. Is that truly? Yes. And what the Father showed Him. Now look when He went away from the house of Lazarus. Lazarus took sick, Jesus noted. And He went on. Left the home, His friend, just before His sickness. Wow, the Father told Him to. He went two or three days out. Lazarus got real sick. They sent for him. He didn't go back. He went on. Wonder why. Sent again, and he went on. Then he turned. He knew the time was fulfilled, the vision. He said, our friend Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. Because they'd been saying, oh, Lord, come over and make him well. Come over and make him well. And Jesus wouldn't have went. He just went away. He said, for your sake, I'm glad I wasn't there. But, listen... But I go and awaken him. Notice, coming to the grave, when he stood there, this man dead, buried four days, he said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast already heard me. He knew what was going to take place. God had already shown him to get away from the place, and after three days now, he's going to die, let him lay four days in the ground, then you'll be called back to the place, for he said, I'll do nothing unless the Father shows me. And they said, Father, I thank thee. Thou hast already heard. Thou knowest. But for these that stand by as an order of an example, like his baptism, he didn't have to be baptized. He was the Son of God. But he did it as an example. He didn't have to wash the disciples' feet. He was the God of heaven. But he did it for an example. He said, For these that stand by, I said it. And he said, Lazarus, come forth. And a man that had been dead four days stood on his feet and lived again. Thank you. Why didn't, he, why didn't he raise up all the people in Jerusalem that died that time? He raised three. Three is a witness or a confirmation. In the mouth of three witnesses, let every word be established. He raised Lazarus from the grave. He raised the widow's son from the grave. And he raised Jairus's daughter from the dead. Raised three people from the dead as a witness that he was the son of God. Yes. Now the critics would say, why don't he raise, one don't go out the graveyard if he's the son of God? Say, all the people in the grave come out. He could have done it if the Father would have told him to. But the Father only showed him, and he was submissive to the Father, and the same signs that followed Jesus, visions telling him what to do and how to do it, Jesus did that and let the world howl anything they wanted to. He went on about the Father's business. That same Jesus is here tonight. Do you believe it? If he will manifest himself in that way will you take all doubt out of your mind and go here tonight and do everything you can to get sinners to come and be saved and sick people to be healed if he will come, he who's listening now, if he'll come and manifest himself. Let's yes. see your hands like that. We'll say, I will. I'll do everything I can, brother, to go and tell the people that Jesus is risen from the dead and we've just we have seen him, seen him in the manifestation of his being. Now, people can see Jesus only in you. The way you do, the way you act, the way you live is how people know Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. Now, to him that's able to keep us and study us, keep our nerves quiet during the time of this service, may he tonight spread forth his great wings of protection over you all. Sometimes spirits get away. Sometimes they act up on the platform. When they come present, watch the expression on the people's face as they walk forward coming here after the Holy Spirit has taken a hold. Watch how they act. And then sometimes in the spirits, sometimes they fall and carry on every way. I mean, especially like epilepsy. And so sometimes they have the hardest fits they've ever had. It's when they're coming. That's not unscriptural, that is scriptural. That's right. That's what the scripture said. And then. Readest thou the scriptures like this? Do you read it like that? If you do, say amen. Amen. It is right. When the epileptic was brought to Jesus, he had the hardest fit he ever had. But Jesus picked him up as a dead man. Told him he'd be alright. And he was. His word had to be he was God. Now, may the Lord bless. Now, I cannot... How many people in here desires to be prayed for? Let's see your hands. Everywhere in the buildings intending to be prayed for. Balcony or anywhere. God bless you. I guess some 2,000 people right on it to be prayed for. If I should say tonight, All right, we're going to pray for 2,000. I usually get to 15 or 20 or something like that. Now, who's going to be that 15 or 20 tonight? See how we have to give out prayer cards? We can only give out prayer cards and line the people up. But now listen. If I have told the truth about Jesus Christ, he'll testify to you tonight that I've told the truth. Amen. Now you know me, and I only have a grammar school education. I know nothing of psychology. I know nothing about medics. I know nothing about the anatomy. The only thing I know, I love the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. with all my heart. Yes. That's all I know. I'm uneducated, illiterate, and... I have no abilities of my own, not even a a normal personality. That's right. But I know one thing, and I'm thankful for that. I know how to submit myself that Jesus Christ can work through me. i would rather have that than all your education there is in the world. I'd rather know how to submit myself to the Spirit of God and say, Lord, here I am. I'd rather have that secret in my heart than had the secret of every hydrogen and atomic bomb in the world or could be made. For it's more power than all the atomic bombs that could be thought of. So under his everlasting wings, I take my refuge tonight. And in the name of Jesus Christ, I minister to the sick. The Lord bless you. Now let's have about the first 10 or 15 prayer cards. Who has prayer card number one? Let's start from number one. Prayer card number one. I don't even know what the letter is. So it's got a letter and a number. Prayer card number one, hold up your hand everywhere you're at. Prayer card number one, come out right over here, lady. Number one, number two, who has prayer card number two? All right, number three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Let's draw a mental picture now. I see coming down the hill yonder. A middle-aged man walking down the hill, his beard beginning turning a little gray, his hair graying around the sides. Three men is walking with him, one elderly man, two younger. They've been up, only, the, only they themselves knows what's happened. Peter, James, and John, they've been transfigured up, in, or transformed before them. He heard the voice of God say, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. Their hearts are light with joy. They've been having a healing campaign down there somewhere. They had a boy with epilepsy. They couldn't do nothing with him. And the father saw Jesus coming. He got the boy by the hand. He ran up to him and said, Lord, have mercy on my son. He's furiously vexed with the devil. said, sometimes he falls in the water, sometimes in the fire. The devil trying to destroy him. That's epilepsy. He said, Jesus said, I can if ye believe. For all things are possible to them that believe. The Father said, Lord, I believe. Help thou my unbelief. That was Jesus of yesterday. That's Jesus of today. Now, while we humbly and silently in prayer... And I, I know you Christians can appreciate the position of standing here before perhaps 3,000 people or more. And in here, of course, we have critics. They're never meeting. But as a man, I, I don't know one person in this building today. I looked over the audience in the day and I've seen an old man by the name of Brother Ryan. We call him John Ryan from Drawjack, Jack, Michigan. I, I saw him sitting here. And I seen a man by the name of Mr. Sims from over here and around Zion, Illinois, sitting here. That's the only two people I recognize outside of my minister friend sitting right here, Brother Beeler from Jeffersonville. That's the only people in here that I, I knew outside of Brother Bose. Tonight, I don't even see Brother Sims or Brother Ryan. The only one that I see, know and know is Brother Beeler sitting here and Brother Madison. Now, the Lord knows every one of you. Isn't that right? The Lord Jesus knows every one of you. He knows just what you've done in your life. He knows everything about you. That I do not know. Will you pray with me and ask God to help me as I, as your brother, try to minister in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to you? Now, and as I do, and I pray and God helps me, I will be able to help you. I I can't help you myself. I have no way of helping you. I'm a man. But if God wants to speak and will use my voice, well, then that'll be a help to you. Is that right? That'll help you. And if he tells you what was back somewhere in life, knowing it's a secret to me, If he tells you something back in your life that you know was true, like he did the woman at the well, or something else like Philip, then if he says something else, what's going to happen? It's got to be true. Is that right? If he knows what was, he surely knows what will be. Now if you go and disbelieve it, of course, you don't only, you hurt yourself. He said, Go ye and sin no more, or a worse thing come up on you. Go ye and disbelieve no more, or a worse thing will come up on you. All be in prayer, if you will. The light there I can't see. Where is is uh, prayer line ready? Prayer line. All right, are you down there, brethren? All right, everything ready, Brother Usher? Oh, okay. All right, bring them on. <clears throat> Now, everybody reverent, just be praying as we humble ourselves before the Spirit of God. And now the lady will come forward if she will here, the lady to be ministered to. Now the, the lady, of course, is a stranger to me. I don't know her. She may know me, that I couldn't say. But God knows her. But now in, in this building, somewhere near this platform, as I'll have to answer at the day of judgment, stands the angel of the Lord. And until that being that I feel his presence takes over my body, I'll still not know one thing about the woman or no one else in here. But if he will move this away from standing to my right and come and take over my spirit and my life, then I'll know every one of you. Because he will reveal to me just as he will. How many people out there doesn't have prayer cards and wants to be prayed for? Let's see you raise up your hand. Now, I ask you this in Jesus Christ's name for you to look this away and to believe with all your heart the things that I have said to be the truth and accept your brother as his servant and see if he don't call you out there in the audience and heal you right out there. Let your faith like the blind man. Let your faith like the woman who touched his garment stood back out there meekly. She had a consolation. She is in the meeting. She, she knew that her faith had touched him some way. And he turned around, looked over the audience, Thy faith is healed. Your blood is healed. Stopped, in other words. And she was healed. That's Jesus today. Yes. That's him today. Now let's all softly sing this song. Only believe just once. If the organist will give us the card. All right. All real slow now. Holy and take every spirit in my control for God's glory and for a manifestation of the resurrection of his Son. The Holy Spirit is here. Be reverent and know him who knows you and pray. Now, sister, I want you to come just a little closer to me. I want to talk to you. I want you to answer me. To the best of your knowledge, from the depths of your heart, I suppose that you and I are total strangers to each other. I've never seen you in my life. You're just a person that's come up here on the platform. You got a little card that had a, a number and a letter on it. And you just that number it was called. That's all there was. But the Lord Jesus Christ, perhaps what if he was here? He would He would He couldn't heal you, or He's already did that. When he died at Calvary, he purchased your healing. Your faith would have to do that. But if he was standing here, it'd be like he talked to the woman at the well. He'd know something about you. If you was a Christian, he would know it. If you was an unbeliever, he would know it. If there's anything in your life that shouldn't be, he'd tell you about it. Don't you believe that? Well, if he is risen from the dead and lives here in spirit form, then he could speak that to his servant. Is that right? If he would let me know something about you, maybe what's wrong with you or something in your life that you know that I know nothing about, would you accept your healing then, believing that I have told the truth about it? If it is healing, you're desiring. Whatever it is, you'd accept whatever you're here for. Is that right? Well, may he grant you. You're conscious that something's going on, aren't you? You're you're conscious that you're in the presence of something beside your brother. Is that right? Raise up your hand. you're in his presence. Now the audience, the Holy Spirit, tomorrow night them pictures will be here of, the, of this angel. It's standing right here now. Right here now. She's feeling that presence of his being which is going to her. She is a Christian, a believer, a spirit-filled Christian. And she's believing. And that's why she's feeling the operation of that being standing near her. Isn't that right, lady? You, you are a believer. That is right. Because your spirit is welcome. The angel of the Lord, which is now on both of us, is making me see that your spirit is welcome. You're here in a distress. You're having something, something is happening in your life. I see kind of a fainting or falling away. Weakness spells hit you. And it overtakes you and they have to fan you sometime or something. You have, it's kind of like an attack, uh, a fainting spell. That's caused from a nervous condition, nervous heart. You're interested in some loved one, and that's a boy, about uh, around nine or ten years old, and he's seriously ill with some kind of a heart trouble. Isn't that the truth? Now, you give me the handkerchief that you've brought here in your hand. I want you to come here. Our kind Heavenly Father. You know the secret of every heart, and nothing is hid but what will be revealed. And for the glory of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, I now curse this sickness that's on her body. May it come out of her and leave her in the name of the Lord Jesus. And as I send this handkerchief to her son, may the heart trouble leave and she be made well, and the son also. For God's glory, in Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. You believe. You know what was told you is right. What is said will be right. Go, don't doubt. You'll get over the spells and your son will be healed. God bless you. Have faith now in God. Believe with all your heart. You shall see the glory. Every person in here should receive the Lord Jesus Christ at this time. Now, be reverent. Don't move around. Remember, when you're moving, evil spirits that come out of one person goes to another. How many knows that's Bible?
0: Yes.
1: It is. And they'll go right to you as sure as anything. If you don't want to show up with a heart trouble or cancer or something, be reverent. For I cannot stop it. Only as you obey. Remember in the Bible when a spirit was cast out of a man? They said, let us go over and get them hogs. They're powerless until they have a a place to dwell. Some boys went out and thought they could cast out evil spirits, and they called on the devil. The devil went out of the man into the boys. So be reverent. I suppose, sister, that you and I are strangers to each other. I do not know you. Never seen you in my life. But you're sure that you're in his presence. Just being in the presence of your brother couldn't make you feel the way you are now. For between you and I is a misty, foggy, white-looking condition, and I know that you are receiving of him. For you're coming asking for something, and the Scripture said, Ask, and you shall receive. If God will reveal to me what your troubles is, will you accept what you're asking for? You will. Or oh, may he grant it. Amen. You believe God would heal you that nervous condition, sir, sitting there? You believe it would make you well? You believe he would do it? With a white shirt on. You're suffering with a nervous condition. Isn't that right, mister? Sitting there with the glasses on. You got a watch on your arm here. Raise up your hand so I'm, that's you. You got a nervous condition. Isn't that right? You're a stranger. I know you. You just come here and sit down. That's all. Is that true? But you're suffering with a nervous condition. And you were there just then trying to believe with all your heart that I was God's servant. Isn't that right? And I see somebody come. Them other two people is with you sitting there right by it Esther that's right you're suffering with, the one suffering both of you suffer stomach trouble sitting there if you believe that God will make you well do you believe it all both of you with all your heart raise up your hand the three of you stand up just a moment Almighty God their faith has touched you which has turned your attention from this woman on the platform to their faith may the diseases of their bodies leave in the name of Jesus Christ I cast it out may they go free tonight Amen the Lord bless you three of you. You're going home to be well. Your faith has made you whole. God bless Lord. you. Amen. Excuse me, lady. It was something the Holy Spirit moving. It left you, and it went that way. But you are standing here in regards to a, to another person, and that other person is just been to a doctor of some sort and they tuck some blood, or it's a blood condition, that's another person, and you received a message from this person recently, and that person postmarked envelope that you're reading in come from New York. It's a woman from New York suffering with a blood condition that you're standing for. Isn't that right? All right. Hand me your handkerchief if you want to put on her. heavenly Father, may when this handkerchief reaches the woman, May she be made completely whole as I send it in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Lord. God bless you. You shall have what you ask for. Lord. God bless you. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jesus, Amen. the God of heaven who rose up his son Jesus, who has not left us in these last days without a witness of his being. Yes. May the Lord's blessings continue. All right. Uh, bring the, excuse me. I am not upset, do you realize what vision does to you? There was a, a man by the name of Daniel saw one vision, he was troubled in his head for many days. Right. How'd he do? Your child, do you believe me to be the servant of the Lord Jesus? I sure do. You believe that you're standing in his presence, that, not mine, his presence now? If God Almighty, through his Son, Christ Jesus, which has me anointed now, to speak to you for your benefit, do you believe if God will reveal to me what is wrong with this child and who this child is, will you accept the healing of the child because he's too little to do it? I will. The little lad suffers with some sort of a coughing condition. It's an asthmatic, a dry cough, is that right? Mm -hmm. That's your son, I see him in your own home, and say you are a minister yourself, and you're suffering yourself, you've just had a nervous breakdown, and you live somewhere near a river where a great river goes, I believe it's the Mississippi River, around Woodville or somewhere like that, is that right, down around the coast of all right, you both, I'll send you home in the name of Jesus Christ. You've been out of the pulpit for a while, you? Okay, have you? On a nervous breakdown. Go home, you're returning well to preach the gospel of the Lord Jesus. Have faith in God. Believe with all your heart and you shall receive what the Holy Spirit reveals and you will be made well, every one of you. Just believe with all your heart You shall receive whatever God has said. Now, believe now. All right. Let the patient come. All right. As you come, lady, come believing. Don't have any doubts in your heart. Or if you're just a little suspicious, the Holy Spirit cannot and will not. It's a very timid being. And I I want to speak with you just a moment before I ask the prayer. First is to find out what's the matter and what's your condition. Do you believe that God knows you and knows you since you was born? You believe that he could reveal to me what you want, what your desire of him is? Or if you come here as a critic, I'll know it. And you'll see what happens. But I know that you're not a critic because you have come in sincerity. And you've come from another city. You don't even belong in this city. And you've been suffering for many years. About six or seven years you've been suffering, and you've had surgery. You've been in the hospital. You've been in the hospital twice, and you was a long time in a hospital. And they're doing something about the spine. It's a spinal condition. Isn't that the truth? You believe he's here to make you well now? If I shall ask him, will the miseries leave and will you go home well? You believe it with all your heart. I see a man, it's your husband. His name's Harry or something like that, Is't that right? Yes, sir. I know he's sitting right there. I can feel his spirit pulling as I'm talking to you. He's believing now. come here around this way. Kind heavenly Father, as the woman is seeking to have life to be rid of this misery standing before this audience tonight, I pray for her Lord with all my heart. and your servants, the doctors has tried to relieve her of this, but has failed to do it, but thou will not fail. You're God, and you can't fail. And you are the one who made us this promise. And I ask you to do so as I fulfill the words of our Lord Jesus, saying, These signs shall follow them and believe. If they lay their hands on the sick, they shall recover. And now, Satan, to you that's bound the woman, you've hid from the doctor, but you can't hide from God. Come out of the woman. In the name of Jesus Christ, I charge thee to leave this woman and come from her. Amen. Now, sister, go to your husband. The, you're not suffering now. The pain, is that right? The pains is gone. And you go to your husband, a well woman, to glorify God. Hallelujah. Glory. That's thanks to the Lord Jesus. Be reverent. Be prayerful. All right, come with the patience. How do you do? I suppose that we are strangers to each other, also, you and I. We do not know each other. But Jesus Christ knows the both of us, doesn't He? Well now, I have told the truth, lady, the best of my knowledge, according to this Bible. And now, if I have told the truth, the Bible said that God would testify of His gifts. Is that the truth in the book of Hebrews it said that then God can reveal to me what your sickness is God knows all about it I do not you're just a woman standing before me but God does know you and if he will reveal your trouble will you accept it then and believe it all your heart I somehow see a young lady standing before you it's a strange audience reverberate just a moment now you look on me i I'm, I'm mean by that it's like peter and john passed through the gate and said look look on me in other words track the attention and i am not reading the woman's mind up there either no this is It's that colored girl sitting right down there. She has a muscular condition. Isn't that right, young lady? Stand up on your feet. You don't know that young woman, do you? Never seen her in your life. You don't know this lady, do you? Never seen her. You know nothing about one another. You wasn't even thinking of her. So you're wrong. It wasn't reading her mind. God wanted to expose that. See? You have a muscular condition, don't you, lady? You're not a Christian, are you? But if you, will you want to accept Jesus now as your Savior? Raise up your hand and say, I accept Christ as my Savior. Then I'll heal you through the name of Jesus Christ. The muscular condition is gone from you. Go and send them more. The Lord bless you. Amen. (laughs) Now may the Lord give His blessings. Now, you are here for a lady, oh. You're not former yourself. It's a lady. She is a relative of yours. She's a niece. And she's here in Chicago and got some kind of a blood condition or something is a blood condition that she's bothered with. And I see there's another lady that you have that you're thinking of. And that's another niece. And she is near a river where there's lots of bridges crossing from the east to the west, and she's in a hospital. And she is a woman that's got children. She has no husband. And the woman has diabetes, and she's in a serious condition. And she's in a hospital, and that hospital is in St. Louis, is that right? In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I lay my hands on this woman in a representative way as she's representing the sick and may they be healed through Christ Jesus the Lord. Amen. Amen. Go and find it so. In Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Blessed be the God of heaven who raised up his son Jesus Christ to show to this dying, adulterous, ungodly world, the power of the resurrection of the Son of God in these last and evil days. When his glory shall be known, all man shall know that Jesus is the Son of the living God. All right, come, sir. Be reverent. Believe with all your heart. God shall manifest himself to you in a miraculous way. I want to ask you something. Are we strangers to each other, I suppose, are we? You believe, and you believe in God, Christ as his Son, and I as his servant, then go eat your supper. Your stomach trouble has left you. God bless you. You're healed. God bless you. Would you come? Do you believe with all your heart? You believe Jesus Christ to be the Son of God? You believe me to be his servant? You believe if God could he show me what your condition is, of course you're wearing glasses, but could you believe that if there's something secret that I couldn't see, if he'd reveal it, would you accept what I've told you tonight that Jesus has already died for your healing, would you accept your healing then? If God would reveal to me some secret of your life that I know nothing about outside your eyes, you would believe. You have diabetes. Isn't that right? Have you accepted your healing? Then you shall have it. God bless you. In Jesus Christ's name, go and be as you have been. Let's say, blessed be the Lord. Blessed be the Lord. How do you do, young lady? You believe with all your heart? You'd like to eat again and be right too, wouldn't you? It's a nervous condition that's caused this. You've been more or less nervous all your life, upset, always crossing bridges, fretting about things. Isn't that right? That nervous type that's causing ulcer in your stomach. And when you eat, it sours in your stomach and causes you discomfort. You have a real nervous condition. It gets you down in the late time of the afternoon. Isn't that right? You get so nervous sometimes you can't hold yourself together. Isn't that right? If I tell you that you're healed in the name of Jesus Christ, will you accept it? You will? In the name of Jesus Christ, I lay my hands on you. And according to the word of God, you are healed. Go and may God be with you. Glory. Have faith. Amen. Don't doubt. Believe with all your heart. Oh, my. How everybody now is becoming in one accord. That's the way to get. Now you're coming to a place where you could see the glory of God manifested over the audience. I'll give you this handkerchief. Again, if you ever feel like you're having another heart fluttering, lay that on your heart. It's gone from you now. Jesus Christ makes you laugh.
0: Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Have faith.
1: Believe with all your heart. You shall receive what you've asked for. Have faith. Don't doubt. All right. Come, lady. Had a funny feeling when I said that, that man, didn't you? That's what was wrong with you, too. It's gone from you now. Go. God be with you. It'll never bother you no more, my sister. In the name of Jesus Christ, Believe with all your heart. Be reverent. I wonder, sister, if you're aware of the blackness that's walking before you. Death. Laying in your robe. He has. The cancer is dead. Now you can go. God bless you, my sister. Your faith has done that for you. And you shall walk. Oh, my. How you ought to believe death can be changed to life by faith in God. Have faith in God. Don't doubt, just a little bit disappointed a while ago, lady sitting there holding her prayer card. She started to get up in the line, yes, sister, it's you, and she thought she'd get into the prayer line. But you failed to make it. You believe that sugar diabetes left you a while ago? Are you believing? Just stand there. That's all right. You don't have to come up. Go believe now. You stop taking insulin. Jesus Christ will make you well. Your eyes will get well too. The sugar is what's making your eyes go that way. God bless you now. Go home in peace. God be with you. Thanks be to the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes,
0: sir.
1: Young man sitting right over here on the end. You're having some spiritual difficulty, aren't you? Sitting here, the fellow looking right at me. He's been praying there in the last few minutes. Sitting right here with the little quite-looking coat on. You, sir, stand up. Right there, yes. You're having some kind of a spiritual difficulty? Sitting out on the end of the row there. Yes, You. You don't have a prayer card, do you? You don't have no prayer card? You have a spiritual difficulty you're having trouble with. Is that right? It's going to leave you now. Wave your hand up to God, say, I accept it. It's gone from you. You're going to receive what you've asked for. Go home in the name of the Lord Jesus and be made well. You think God would heal you at that rupture, mister, sitting out there on the end of the road looking this way? You thought he did a while ago, didn't you? That's what he did. Christ makes you well. Your heart trouble's gone from you, sir. Go on the road rejoicing and be happy. And the entire group here can be made well at this time if you'll do what I tell you to do. Will you do it? Will you accept it and what I ask you to do? Stand up to your feet just a minute. Every person. Quote these words. Do you now... I want you to do this first. Do you now believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is in this building? Do you believe He's raised from the dead? Do you believe this is His Spirit we he do here? Do you believe it's him that's speaking through me? Do you believe that? Then here's his word from both Bible and from his servant. Jesus healed every one of you when he died at Calvary. He was wounded for your transgressions with his stripes you're healed. And every person that's got faith enough to believe it right now can be made completely whole. Do you believe it? Do you accept it? Let's have prayer. Almighty God, bless these handkerchiefs as laying here for the sick and bless these sick who is now accepting you as their healer and may the power of almighty god be in this audience and shake this people to a faith of the resurrection of the lord jesus christ and may they be well now as your servant take authority over every demon power that's got the people bound in this building say satan Come out of here. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ, yes, you are defeated. Make the crippled walk, the yes. blind to see, the deaf to hear, the sick to be healed through Jesus, the Son of God.
0: Amen.